Welcome to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. Now, podcasting from the Sherpa Chalet on Mount Podcastia, he's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hey Rebels, it's me. Welcome to Too Many Podcasts. Now, I know you've probably already heard the Sherpa Screening Room episode with the interview with Oliver Robbins today, but guess what? We have a bonus, which is why I'm back. And this is a really special bonus, and it's really different from what I've usually done, actually. We're recording this in real time. It's May 13th, 2020, as we're recording this. And normally my episodes are dedicated to all the listeners, all you great rebels of the Sherpolution who visit the website, Sherpolution.com. Follow me on social media at Sherpolution. And just like listening to the show and being able to make fun of me when I'm done with it. But instead, this one is for a special lady. Her name is Dee Dee Joyner. And who is Dee Dee Joyner? She's actually someone that I've never met, but she is the wife of the big guy, my publicist, Stephen Joyner. And... The situation is, with this pandemic, they've been separated physically. Uh, She's in California, and he's in Kansas City right now, and he can't get back to her, at least not for a few weeks. And I know he really misses her, and I know that she really misses him as well, so he wanted to do something special for her. So, Dee Dee, this one's for you. And everybody else, I hope you enjoy the interview, and keep your fingers crossed for true love. Hello there, Rebels. This is an interesting kind of show. It is a bonus episode. And I just found out we were doing it today, and we're doing it in real time. Today is May 13th, and I think I said at the beginning of, my, of this episode that it was the 20th. It's not the 20th. It's the 13th. We're here, and who is we? Well, I'd like to introduce you to someone who's been a very important part of this show. He's gotten me about 90% of the guests that you've been listening to most of this season, and... Not only season three, it'll be into season four, too. He is a publicist who is normally in San Diego, but we've got a different situation, and he asked if I could do a small favor for him, and I gladly would oblige for this guy. He's a great guy. He's a true friend. Say hello to Mr. Steve Joyner. How you doing, Steve? Hi, Jim. How you doing? I'm doing very well. And just to let everybody know... uh, Steve and I will be doing an interview later on this season that we've already recorded previously about... about his career as a publicist, and he's got some really great stories, so I encourage you to listen to that. And you'll see on the social medias when that'll be all ready to listen to. But today, it's a special kind of situation. So, Steve, I was wondering if you could kind of explain to the listeners what's going on. Yeah, sure. Um, I um, Okay, so I've been married for um, a few years now, and uh, I... Married an amazing woman, and and she. I talked to her last night, and she, I'm I'm not at home. I, I've been in 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 the state of Missouri since the 21st of March, visiting a, high, a childhood friend of mine. And anyway, I was thinking about a lot of things after I spoke to her yesterday and and the day before about how, with this quarantine situation that we're all living under, you know, people who've been married for 30 years, five years, whatever, they never spent. They're spending more time. You're you're married, Jim. You know, you're spending more time together than you ever did. Yep. And in a way, it's like you know, it's like the old John Lennon song is starting over to a degree because you're you're getting to know this person again. Think about it. When people are dating and then they finally you know they live together and then they get married or however the course of events go, they they don't really see each other at their worst. And then when you get married, as you know, you can look like you you, you can look like hell, and it's cool. <laughs> but but that's that's the comfortability level that if you're lucky enough you you fall into one day, 
and that's where I was. And 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 the thing is, is that um, I I'm, I'm not there right now. And she's you know she's got the boys and her her oldest daughter and her her niece there, and so she's not completely alone. But you know she was. I'm going to be heading back there fairly shortly. But the thing is, is that I I just wanted to tell a story to and hope your listeners like it about you know how when the right person comes into your life, it could change things for the better and you reinvent yourself. So I've met, as Jim said, I've sent him a lot of guests and I've met a lot of great people from the film and the television industry. And, and that's fantastic, but none of them had the impact that, that this woman did. So back in 2013, here's how it all began. <laughs> back in 2013, my mother passed away and I went through a very, very difficult time. And I closed off from the world, and uh, I was living with uh, my friend at the time and another fella, and I, I had like a big hole, you know, an emptiness because my mom was a very, very big part of my life, and um, and I, another thing too, I'm going on about this was a couple of days ago was my brother's birthday, and he would have been 54. It's his first, my first, his first, my first birthday without him, and so he died in January. That was my last blood roll that left. I mean, I have a nephew, but it's iffy, you know. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Back in 2013, my mom had passed. I went through a rough time. I'm living with a couple friends of mine, and I was just empty. There's a beautiful Sal Silverstein uh, book called The Missing Piece that came out. Where kids, you remember that book, Jim? I think so. I don't know it too well, but it sounds familiar. Sal Silverstein did like The Giving Tree, where the sidewalk ends. Really interesting. He's a bald guy, had a big beard, you know. It's called The Missing Piece, beautiful children's book that adults could read, and they get the gist of it. So I um, started dating quite a bit and uh, met a couple of women. One was completely insane. God bless her. I hope she's okay now. But, um, you know, and I'm not the easiest kid. I'm not the easiest person to live with either, you know. But um, And then I, I, I met this woman online, and it was the weirdest thing because the older man who owned the house was a friend of mine named Richard, and Richard had bought... Um, solar panels big thing out in california and um i met a woman online we were talking and we had great conversations just like unlike anybody i'd ever met she had four kids and i don't know i think it was the second car i'm getting older it was the second conversation or the first i don't remember she's going to kill me for this but i mentioned that my landlord was getting solar panels and i see i hear her like what's his name and she starts typing away and she's like yeah you live here she it was it was her company that that did the deal, which was weird because San Diego's a big place, man. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then her two boys, who are like teenagers now, almost men, she lived up in North County, which was Escondido, and I was by the uh, San Diego in, in the city. And her two boys were going to uh, do a thing where they were going to, you know, like an, an audition thing. They wanted to get into film or, you know, do, do stuff like that. And, and I, I went, and that's when I first met her. And... The older boy was was studying me with his eyes and stuff. The younger boy was very outgoing, very you know, larger in life. And I met this just amazing woman. We met at a Target. You know, that's where that was our meetup place. And I, I can remember like it was yesterday. And I lied my ass off to this lady, Jim. I because I my my career was non-existent at the time. And I told her, you know, I, I actually said I was a pilot, if you can believe that. <laughs> but I didn't think, well, here's the thing why. Okay, yeah, it wasn't good, but I knew that the previous women, this is something I want to tell your listeners too, whether it's a woman dating or a guy or vice versa, 
don't judge your new prospective partner by the mishaps of the old ones. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was, I was thinking like, well, every woman wants a guy that's like this and that, so I got to make up something. And literally, man, that's what I did. She found out the truth, obviously, but she she took me for all my faults. And she saw this person that was, you know, pretty damaged and had been through hell. And she she loved me for who I was. I didn't have two dimes to rub together. I was, I mean, literally, man, she was an she's an amazing person. I had stayed at her parents' house up, uh, her mom and her stepdad's home up in Escondido, and her job was going to transfer her up to Fresno. And for some people, for some guys and girls, it could be their way out, like, oh, great, now I can get out of this. But I was I was depressed. I thought, okay, she's moving. That's the end of this. She said, would you like to move with us? And it was a, a big thing. I said, sure. And we moved up to a town up in called Clovis, which was outside of Fresno. And we we lived together. I never lived with anybody like that before. I didn't know. I never lived with kids. I, I, I didn't know what to do. And I tell you what, man, it, it made me a better person all the way around. And she's just like she was just really just different than what I was used to. I had to, you know, I had to. Sh- I had parents that hated each other. I had a, I had a brother in substance abuse. Just abnormal was the normal. We got this 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 home we rented, and 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 then uh, we did. I proposed a couple months later, and um, we got married in Las Vegas, and the boys were my witnesses. <laughs> They, you know, they signed. They were kids, man, and um, and then you know we just, we've been together since. There's been some horrible times. There's been some great times, but the thing is, is that you know, I just I just really love this person, and 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 she loves me for all my faults. And you know, we we get on each other's nerves. We we bash heads, as you know. It, it is what it is, but it, it's still just it's. I was one of the lucky ones to have met someone like that. And I just want people to know that you know who who are locked up right now and in the like everybody's on restriction that if you're married or you're da- if you're with your significant other this is a good time to get to know them again and um, you know, I just I just feel really blessed Jim you know <laughs> it's always, it's always good that you're one of the the lucky ones that you can do that and you appreciate what you have and it's I, I you probably see it more once. Because Dee Dee isn't with you there physically, and you probably don't have the usual banter and the usual jokes and the usual look at each other, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just a phone call. Yeah, and it, it bothers her. It bothers me too. But May is a rough month for me. It's a very horrible month. My mom died in May. My my nephew was born in May. My brother's birthday was in May. May sucks. I don't like May. And I'm hanging out uh, at my friend who I who I'd known when we were younger, and that's the way it is right now. But um, this isolation time that people are having, it's scary, man. People are losing jobs. You know, I mean, it's, it's horrifying. And I found out that California is going to be locked down, till, well, L.A. is anyway, until July. And subsequently, San Diego will probably fall suit. But I, I don't mind it. I mean, one of the reasons why I came here to visit my friend was to do that. But I came here in March, but... Just you know, to hang out with the guy, and I won't see him. I his I, his his kids are like my my nieces and stuff, and uh, but I probably won't see the guy for a long time. But um, I just and I and I'm dealing with some health issues myself right now. But yeah, no, I just wanted to do this this recording. That I don't know who will, you know what to take away from it, but I think the main thing is is that just uh, appreciating what you have because when I lost everything once upon a time. 
I I didn't realize it all till I lost it. It's an old cliche, but you know, Jim, you started staying at home. How was it? A month ago? Yeah, I've been since uh, mid, I mean, <laughs> mid March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you How do you feel about it? You get a little cabin fever every once in a while, but yeah, you know, we try and go outside where it's safe, and you know, if we take a ride or something like that, just to not have to see the same four walls, and uh, just see some fresh air, and hope, just hope for the best in the meantime. I guess what I I don't know you know who hears this I want them to know it's not the end of the world yet you know and that's what people are getting so discouraged it's a good time for the podcast business to tell you that <laughs> but for the most part I just hope people don't get so discouraged I don't know Jim I just I just wanted to tell a story about about someone who changed my life for the better What was your first official date with DD Do you remember It was a going away party it was actually cool it was on top of a building in San Diego and then, but that was like the first time we, we met that, you know, I, but my memory is still going pretty bad, but yeah, it was, it was cool, but yeah, so that's, I just wanted to, to rant about that because this is the only time I'll do it. And, um, you know, Jim, I just, I, 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 I when you're shut down like this, you start to think about everything. And I've thought about her quite a bit. And she, she gets upset with me, you know, rightfully so, because I'm not an easy person to know. I'm really not. But I, and, and, and I, you know, I had figures growing up that were very old school, you know, they were just old school people. Like, she's a better parent than I am. I'll say that by a long shot. She can handle those two a lot better. But the patience thing, she has mountains of it. I don't. But it evens out at the end of the day. And that's the cool thing. I love her to death, and, and, and I know that the lucky ones like you and I, and there's a lot more out there, and there are people right now who, who will hear this who are single and think, well, Jesus, I'm never going to meet anybody. That's not true. For those that are single right now, this is a good time to get to know yourself again you know, and, and reinvent yourself. It's literally like the whole world went to time out, <laughs> and it's, it's scary. And I and and had this not been going on right now, had there been you know quarant- if there was no quarantine and I was visiting, she probably wouldn't be you know bothered by it that much. But it's, I think it's because the way it is, everything's got this apocalyptic feeling going on to it right now, and it it does feel weird as hell. Where I'm at right now, they just started to reopen a couple things, and that's kind of cool. And I had called her last week. Uh, I'd went out with uh, my friend Beamer and and, and Eric, and then. Um, it was a Cinco de Mayo type thing, and she's like, you're going to get sick. <laughs> so she kind of bitches me out like I'm a kid sometimes, you know. What's yeah. the thing that you miss the most about not being home? I, that's tough. It's all little things. I miss I miss every morning. We she, Okay, she got me to wake up early in the morning. Like, I was never an early riser until I met this woman, and, geez, I wake up at, like, 5.30 now, so that's all her fault. <laughs> she would wake up at 5.30 and get, go to her work and get her crews out and stuff, so that's one thing. I miss waking up, and she we have a Keurig. Uh, do you own one of those, a Keurig? It's a coffee maker? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the instant thing with the little oh, pods. And yeah. Freaking awesome, man. Yeah, I haven't had a decent cup of coffee in a couple months. So I miss that in the morning talks. And I have a little dog named Kalua. You know, he's part of the three of us. He's her and I. He's just there. He's like, it's like having a baby almost. You know? So I miss that. And I, it's just, just simplistic things. Her and I would, uh, there was a... Uh, local casino that we would go to and she would get free play and she'd go up there and use that. So I miss that. And it's just the little things, man. Or she, she knew, she knew when I was feeling a certain way and I knew when she was too. 
she adjourned to her office and I would adjourn to mine and I would be talking to you or, or Larry Hankin or God knows who setting something up, you know? Well, I think that's what happens sometimes, you know, when you're married so long, you don't think about those little things, those little day-to-day things, really. It's just like an old and everyday routine, but when you're taken away from that, that's probably the first thing that comes into your mind that... I wish I was doing that now because that's your comfort zone. That's where you know everything is good and you don't have to wonder, well, what's next? Because there's that safety there. I'll see her again shortly. She thinks like, oh, he's disappeared forever. I didn't fall off the face of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about this amazing woman named Denise Williams, who I married a few years ago, who, who changed me for the better. What is the and first thing that you'll probably do when you see her? I'll give her a bear hug and I'll, you know, I'll kiss her and, and, and just, it'll be like, it feels like getting out of prison or a POW camp. <laughs> There's a lot of truth to that, too, though, Steve. I mean, you know, in the in the joke, because, yeah, you're you're separated for reasons that you didn't create. It, you know, it no. just happened. Life got in the way. And that's um, that's what happened. But And it's funny because a lot of the people that I had sent your way had know her and they had met her before, so they're well aware of who she is. And uh, they all got along with her pretty good, you know. Andy Deason was, Emmer Eddie came up last summer. We did a screening of Greece in Fresno, and Eddie, like, stayed, stayed at my house. It was kind of weird, you know, <laughs> but it's cool. It's just uh, J- Jack thinks the world of her, and, and uh, Scotty Schwartz does, and so I just I just miss her, you know. You know, she'll be there for you when you get, when you get home. Yeah, exactly. When this quarantine thing is over, then hopefully it'll be all normal again, you know, and in the meantime, people can listen to your shows. And I hope listen so. to Jim. <laughs> now you're you're doing pretty good. I'm trying, Steve. Thank you. I'm trying. It's not that bad. Everybody said they, everybody everybody's been on, you know, your program says they like you, you know? Yeah. I I haven't yeah. made too many enemies on my show yet, so, so that must bode well. No, they, for me. They, they, they all um no, who do you have a favorite yet that you've interviewed or do you, what's oh, your top gosh. two or five? Uh, I have several favorites, actually. Okay. That that are let on, there's let some on. that haven't come, that haven't uh, premiered yet, but you know, and there are some that have. I'll I'll just leave it at that. You can kind of okay. sometimes you can kind of tell who the real favorites are, just by the way that or they're. Or you get all excited, aging. or well, I don't I don't want to like boxing anything. I don't want to you know. I mean, they're all good their own way. Right. But you know, everybody's got a, a favorite episode. I know one of them was probably the soap opera star, right? Oh, my gosh, oh, no. yes, yes. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. Well, we could say his name, because he, he's going to be on the season finale. Just People are just going to have to wait a little bit longer. Uh, a guy named Sean Kanan, and he was a fantastic interview, and he was a lot of fun, very engaging. Uh, he'll be Maybe. on, I think, in August. August? Holy smokes, okay. So, yeah, we had a lot of folks to talk to, and there were some other podcasters that we just got goofy with each other, and we just made each other laugh, and those are the ones that really stick out of my brain, you know. Sometimes it's like a nice, pleasant conversation, and then other times it's just everything bounces off the wall, and you you just leave the interview like, wow, that was fun. Let's do it again. Yeah, no, and, and that's good. You know, you, you've enjoyed these, and, um, you know, it, it's, 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 they're, all, they're all people with great stories. Yeah, Sean Kane is awesome, man. I mean, I remember him mostly from the Karate Kid film, but, you know, he a lot of people remember him from I wasn't a soap opera guy. Were you? Mm-hmm. I didn't want. I mean, I mean, there were men I know that watched soap operas. I never got sucked into them. You know? but, well, you'll have yeah. to do that when you get home now. I just, I just, a soap opera's tough because you got to watch it from the very beginning. And they've been on for like 13 years. Some of them, it's like Jesus, I can't go back all this. And some of them were like corny storylines, if you remember. But yeah. 
I don't know. I just say, you know, yeah, I'll, I guess I could catch up on all things Sean Kanan, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's too busy. Sometimes there's not enough hours in the day. Matter of fact, when I'm done with this, I have to call a couple other people and get them situated for next week. But no, I just wanted to do this. Thanks for letting me do this little episode with you to talk about Denise and talk about, uh, you know, just give people some kind of glimmer of hope, if anything, that it's not the end of the world yet. And and if you if you are luckily married or have been with somebody and you're living with them, try not to kill each other. Number one, <laughs> number two, you know, try to get to know each other again. You know, it's been a shit so far. I'm sorry, not just the Corona thing, but I mean my brother passing away. It's been rough, pal. You know, but I'm trying not to let it bog me down. You know, my my brother-in-law, her, her brother lives in Idaho, uh, Norseman. He's a survivalist guy and he did a, a he has a podcast. And he was talking about survivor's guilt the other day. It's pretty interesting. I'll send you a link. And um, that man had been in, like, combat and stuff, hardcore. So um, if anything, he knows his, his subject. But Yeah, he's an upcoming interview, too. That's right, he is. Yeah, David Norson. But, yeah. yeah, Jim, I just, I I can't wait to hear our interview when it pops up. But I just wanted to, you know, dedicate this to my wife, Denise. And uh, and probably out of all the people I've ever met, she stands out the most. You want to give her them, uh, one. a special message while, while we got you on the show? Oh, I love her with all my heart. And I'll see her soon. I'll see you soon. It's weird. I'm talking to you to her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Casey Kasem with the long distance dedication. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember that. Is he, a, he's dead, right? No. I, yeah, I think he passed. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, were you the show? I, I told you my Wolf of Brimley story, right? Or was it the Gallagher story? You told me Wolf of Brimley. I didn't hear Gallagher. Okay. Yeah. The Gallagher story. I'll tell you some other time. But yeah, the okay. Wolf of Brimley one, I had done um, another show up in Buffalo, I think it was, Buffalo or Syracuse. And I was talking about Wolf of Brimley in the past tense because I thought, you know, he died. Man's like, an he's an antique. And he's still alive, so they had to edit the hell out of that program. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think Casey Kasem, but I don't know. It's it's weird. We, 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 we lose him so quick sometimes. But lies being like Jerry Stiller just died, but Jerry Stiller was in his 90s. He, his wife had died a few years ago. That was Ben Stiller's mother. And I, I recently found out that my cousin's son passed away. And so... Life is very precious. It's a, it's a gift one day at a time. You know, I sound like Silverman, all corny and stuff, but, you know, that's the way it is. When you're unapologetically afraid to go on a show and talk about someone you care about, that's, I don't care. I'm too old to worry about what people think. Don't worry. But, I'm sure when, once Denise hears this, she's going to be very proud of you. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyway, Jim, um, thanks for letting me do this. Thanks. For, I, I really enjoy working with you, and, and I, yeah, I love you. And, and, uh, and that's it. I'm signing off from beautiful Blue Springs, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> well, right back at you, Steve. Thank you so much for everything you've done. And I hope that when Denise hears this, she will think of you fondly, of course, and uh, we'll be looking forward to that day when you guys get together again. You know what? You guys should take a picture when you reunite and I'll, I'll post it on my social media page just so they know we've got a f little photographic follow-up to this episode yeah yeah i mean she sure hopefully she likes uh what we put together i'll keep my fingers yeah. crossed eventually either us just be like who's this sherpa that you're hanging around with i see you got a lot of people it's jim man she doesn't follow all of them because there's a lot of them all right steve thank you so much for coming all on right, 
you got it. Thanks, Jim. Thanks a lot for tuning in to Too Many Podcasts, the podcast about podcasts. I'm Jim, the podcast chirper. I hope you've enjoyed the show. And a special thanks to Steve Joyner for coming on. And later on in the season, we will be having a conversation with Steve about his work as a publicist in the entertainment industry. And he's got some really cool stories. And as you can tell, he's a really nice guy and he's got a huge heart. And that huge heart is just waiting to be with you, DD. Hopefully, these days will go by really fast. And you know, I usually make... Sherpa suggestions. My suggestion is, Steve, when you get home, have a nice romantic evening with your lovely wife, Dee Dee. See you guys next time, and viva la Sherpa Lucian. Hey, Mr. Bruce, while you're escorting everybody out of here, could you please serenade them with maybe a little romantic ditty? Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Too Many Podcasts. Please disperse. You can go home now. I said you can go home now. Viva la Chapalition. Viva la Chapalition. <coughs> oh. Yeah, I'll come back now, you hear? <laughs>